0: Listening to the Equipoise Podcast, today's episode, Learning to Wrestle Well. In this episode, I'd like to submit the idea of learning to wrestle well as an epistemological virtue. In other words, I want to talk to you about a necessary step in a pursuit of balance in our beliefs and behaviors, and that is rightly and healthily wrestling with ideas for a sometimes prolonged period of time. Some might call this being on the horns of dilemma, or maybe spending a lot of time in propositional space, or even a dark night of the soul, but whatever one calls it, it is a necessary step for achieving growth in one's thinking and arriving at a balanced position on the issues. I'd like to begin by dispelling the notion that wrestling, even agonizing, over a belief or behavior is somehow a bad thing. Granted, it's not fun, and it's often downright painful, but that doesn't make it bad. On the contrary, I'd argue that if we take our cues from God's two tomes, nature and scripture, it's rather a good thing. First, from nature. Consider the caterpillar or the acorn. Before it can morph into a beautiful butterfly or a mighty oak, it must, well, die in some way. It has to suffer. Suffering is indeed the catalyst for most impactful growths. Even in our own bodies, we suffer growing pains, hormonal shifts, and all kinds of challenges as we mature from children to adults, not to mention the pain of childbirth, which is a necessary passage for mother and child. Also, think in order to build muscle, we must first break them down. If you think I'm a little odd for using nature as a reference for my point, I'd encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 15, in which Paul leans heavily on nature to prove his point about the resurrection. I believe firmly, more than ever, that nature reveals more than we could ever imagine about humanity and God's desire for how we flourish. Also, from Scripture, we see that the testing of our faith predicates various virtues. James says it produces patience. For Abraham, his painful test once passed, resulted in the nation of Israel. For Paul, it was so that Christ's strength could be seen in our weaknesses. I could go on and on and find myself all course a bit, so I'll simply summarize here by saying that the idea of going through a dark night of the soul is not foreign to the scriptures, rather it's central to it. It's a necessary rite of passage, a pitch black and frightening darkness before an illuminating and relieving dawn. So then, how do we learn to wrestle well? After all, our basis instinct as humans when our beliefs are challenged is to be like taut rubber bands, immediately propelling ourselves right back to where we were, usually embedding ourselves even deeper in what we believed, back to our little cove of safety wrapped in a warm blanket of familiarity. It's called Cognitive Dissonance, and I covered this at length at the outside of this podcast a couple of years ago. In fact, I'll begin to answer the question of how to wrestle well by recapping episode four from way back then called Battling Bias. But after revisiting some of the points in that episode, I'd like to focus in on some of my more recent observations on how to wrestle well. You'll remember perhaps some of our pointers as far as to how to wrestle well when you're confronted with an idea that challenges your beliefs and behaviors or when you're starting to see cracks in your belief system or at least parts of it. One of them was to take a humble stance. You're not right about everything. You might be wrong. Despite how sincerely you hold your beliefs or how long you've held them or how many of your heroes believe the same things, you need to be humble in order to wrestle well. Another point was to be calm, as well as the counsel to listen to understand. There's no way to summarize these two points other than how James put it. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. No point in getting upset about being challenged. If the truth is on your side, you've nothing to worry about. So listen well, manage your emotions well, and by doing so, you'll be wrestling well. Next was the advice to be intellectually honest. That is, don't lie particularly to yourself. No matter how hard it may be to admit a point to yourself or even to the person who is pointing out an apparent flaw in your belief system, don't deny yourself or someone else the truth. Concede and keep learning. Another point was to read dissenting opinion. This one's pretty simple. Don't only summon allies who already agree with what you've decided to believe. Sure, read people on your side, but not to the exclusion of people on the other side. Remember, you might be wrong. And the author of that book that you've read on the issue might be wrong too. There were a few other points in that episode, but I think I've encapsulated them here well enough. Now I want to insert a few more guidelines that I think will be helpful in your endeavor to wrestle well. First, do not be afraid to take your time. You are not in a hurry. Conclusions reached with a pressing deadline in mind are often rushed and incomplete and therefore unhelpful and usually errant. Wrestling well means you don't get to end the bout as soon as you think of a possible solution. It means you take as much time as you need. For instance, let's say you heard some YouTuber repeat the age-old tripe that Christmas is pagan. (laughs) (laughs) You decide to examine it, but it's December 21st. You feel like you need to come to a solution by then. Listen, you don't. Take your time. If you're on the horns of dilemma about it, come December 25th, then maybe personally abstain from some elements of Christmas out of caution, but don't make any life-shattering decisions or obnoxious Facebook posts until you're sure that you want to be a Scrooge. Don't just take the position of the first book you read or video you watch on the issue. Take your time. This leads to my next point, question, then question again, then question again. This might seem awfully cynical, secular, or just Eliadic philosophy, but I don't mean it in the way that it might immediately come across. I don't mean push back or rebel, like an 80s teenager who just heard a song on the radio and now thinks it's cool to skateboard around his high school while shouting, Question everything! But rather, I mean examine your own thoughts and follow those thoughts through to the end, like Sherlock Holmes might when he's trying to solve a mystery. Think dialectical rather than doubtful. For instance, let's say you're looking into the issues of Calvinism versus Arminianism, or the role of baptism in the conversion process, or questions about Trinitarian theology or whatever else. These are very important issues. You can't afford to come to a conclusion about these without submitting them to peer review and deep scrutiny. Don't be afraid to leave no rocks unturned. This takes persistence and often bravery, but you can't afford to not be thorough. Too much depends on it. Thirdly, Separate disenculturation from deconstruction. Looking at social media, it would seem that one of the more popular results of wrestling with our beliefs and behaviors is deconstruction, which leads to deconversion. But I think the wise person will recognize that what most of us are doing when we're wrestling well isn't as much a deconstruction as it is a disentangling of false beliefs from true ones. I suppose that's a form of deconstruction in its own right, but I think I like a term I read recently, which is disenculturation. That is, when we're wrestling well, well, we're not looking for a reason to throw it all away, as some do. Instead, we're disenculturating the gospel from some of the harmful carry-ons that it's picked up over time and entered our minds by way of the pulpit or the press. Lastly, I want to close with what I think should be the most obvious, but I think it needs to be stated louder than any other point. Don't be afraid to wrestle. In our modern Western culture, we avoid pain every chance we get. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad instinct but my, how we've become pros at it. Every headache, scratch, wart, or gas bubble needs remedied immediately because pain is bad. Every struggle, doubt, discussion, or even heartache needs to be resolved as soon as possible because pain is bad. But to echo my earlier sentiments, I think it's much, much healthier to view pain as a passage rather than pain as an obstacle, a thing which should not be. Now, upon saying that, I recognize that one of the most attractive things about the resurrection is no more pain. I also understand there's a lot of views about whether or not pain is part of the original creation, but in this plane of existence, where we live in the here and now, pain is a part of life, and it is mainly that which catalyzes change. It's what transforms us, for better or for worse. So don't be afraid to wrestle. It's hard, and it can draw long, way too long, it seems, sometimes. It's painful, and frankly, terrifying sometimes to not know where we're gonna come out in terms of our beliefs at the end of the wrestling bout but that's no excuse not to hit the mats and wrestle let it make you strong listen I sometimes miss the blissful ignorance that was the wind beneath my feet when I was younger I was right about everything I was so sure I was all set (laughs) but I had never wrestled and as a result I had no idea just how wrong I was about some of the most important issues to God's heart it's worth it to wrestle so wrestle well And until next time, stay balanced.